Before we begin, I want to thank the sponsor of Oil & Gas Upstream, Oliva Gibbs. Oliva Gibbs provides clear legal solutions to complex oil, gas, and mineral law issues nationwide. We believe that when we focus on serving people, good things happen in the lives of our clients and employees. We just happen to be a law firm. Learn more at oglawyers.com. Oil and Gas Production is the union of natural systems with advanced science and complex engineering. Smart people across the globe create this remarkable place we call Upstream, and each day brings a new challenge. This is the Oil and Gas Upstream Podcast, where we look at how these systems come together and learn from the people who make it happen. Welcome to Oil & Gas Upstream. I'm Elena Melkert, your host. Some of you know me as the former director for Oil & Gas Upstream Research at the U.S. Department of Energy. I retired from the DOE, founded Energia Consulting, and joined the Oil & Gas Global Network as a podcast host. I invite you to go to the OGGN website and take a look at all of the other podcasts in the network and the new merchandise that's available now. Maybe even pick up the Oil & Gas Upstream t-shirt that reminds us that only the bit finds oil. And don't forget to sign up for OGGN's weekly newsletter, Sunday Update. All the links are in the show notes. And now I'd like to introduce you to today's guests, the co-founders of Falcon West Energy Insurance Solutions, Peter Brecht and Derek Huddleston. Hi, guys. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Oh, great, great. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, You have different backgrounds. Uh, Tell us how you got to come to founding Falcon West Energy Insurance Solutions. It's not the typical topic we have here at Oil & Gas Upstream. (laughs) Well, yeah, I'll start with myself, Elena. Uh, So I got started in oil oil and gas and energy working offshore in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, with Sea Drill, one of their first uh, oil rigs in the Gulf, and worked in power management there, well control, uh, motion compensation for the rigs, and basically worked deep water upstream for you know, 10 plus years, and transitioned to insurance, and with the idea of using my engineering background to help companies who need insurance really have a, a a proponent in their on their side of the court um, when they're shopping for insurance coverages for their companies. Okay, great. That was Derek. Okay, now Peter, your turn. Yeah, Derek. Derek and I have been friends for a while, and uh, he wanted me to come along and build an energy insurance program with him. So I made the move over, and um, I, I really just enjoy meeting new people and. There's a lot of thought that goes into an insurance program if you want to do it right. Um, so we get to you know do that daily together, and it's very self-validating. Uh, you know when our clients are kept whole. So my background is more. Um, I grew up you know started in automotive and management, and um, got into consulting, and and eventually you know ended up here. But uh, just love love helping companies and seeing what they do, and um, and now seeing how we can insure them best. So how did you come to insurance in the um, oil and gas sector, I guess, and, and founding that? I mean, uh, you know, your friends brought your talents together, but how did what challenge were you trying to solve in the oil and gas sector? I would answer that really it's the, the transfer of information. We, we found a gap where the transfer of information and, and details of operations that are taking place in the field are 
or can be challenging to communicate to insurance brokers such as ourselves, and then also ultimately to insurance carriers. So we've, mm -hmm. we've found a gap there in that, that communication stream. And so essentially rather than teaching you know, the insurance brokers the process of upstream oil and gas, we, we, we're trying to do something a little differently. We're taking operators of the field and then teaching them the insurance aspect rather so they really have a clear understanding of oil and gas upstream operations. And then with the engineer, I'm sorry, with the insurance skill sets they now have, taking that information and then appropriately writing fit for purpose insurance coverages for those companies. Mm -hmm. Wow, that no, that's a very important aspect. I, I know just as a consultant, and I don't actually go out into the field anymore, um, Insurance was fairly expensive because um, I was tied to oil and gas and tied to energy, and I, I, I kept wondering, well, if I was, you know, into solar or wind, would it be just as expensive? And it turns out, I think it is because of it's the energy sector, and so that's. I mean, I think that's something that people don't don't really realize. So, so great. So, um, tell us about Falcon West Energy Insurance Solutions and what you offer. Yeah, we we um, you know. We really try to uh, find companies that we're a good fit for. You know, we're, we don't necessarily fit every company. Some of these energy companies are massive, um, and we just wouldn't be prepared to to help them in any capacity, right? Our our real bread and butter, and, and Derek will agree with me, is you know we try to find small to mid market companies with you know up to a thousand employees, uh, you know, doing ten million to one billion in revenue. That's kind of our sweet spot, um, you know. And then obviously the upstream sector is is really a focus for us as well. So um, there's a lot of clients out there, um, you know, and, and a lot of the feedback we get is just got an email this morning. Clients, you know, they're interested in in talking to us and getting a policy review. So we basically get all their all their insurance policies, review them. Um, we give them suggestions, and if they want to take that back to their current broker and implement them, that's fine. Um, and then a lot of times, obviously, you know, they choose to work with us because they see that we're we're here to help them out, right? Um, and and obviously, you kind of touched on it later earlier is that insurance can be expensive in, in the energy field, and we've only seen that go up. Um, and so our goal right now is to you know either keep things even for our current clients, or you know reduce them, or find ways that that are perhaps more creative or um, can be substantiated long term. So Derek might have a, a, some thoughts on that too, but. Yeah, we're, we're, what we really look for is to fit the operations to the insurance. Mm -hmm. Oh, as opposed to the other way around, which is what always happens, right? Have fit the operations <laughs> to. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whether it's class codes of employees, we see uh, we see issues there a lot. Uh, mm -hmm. Whether it's working offshore and having the proper Jones Act coverages, whether it's the right exclusions on well control policies, yep. we really we we understand operations and then make sure that we have all those coverages correctly. We're not overlapping, we don't have gaps. So we, we've seen overlapping coverages many times where you just, you're paying twice, don't need mm -hmm. to do that. Um, so we, yeah, we just try to really plug gaps. So we don't have gaps in coverages and we try not to have redundant coverages and we just try to keep, uh, keep things efficient. Uh, even for owners and operators that have multiple companies, mm -hmm. uh, we found you know, multiple policies of the same policy for each company where we found efficiencies in combining it all in one policy with the name insured. Yeah, we'll take we'll take a company that's got, you know, they've got locations all around the world and they have, you know, separate policies covering each location and do a global policy. They're trying to keep things simple, 
uh, and it saves money at the same time. So, um, you know, those aren't as frequent, but we, we definitely see those. Right, right, right. So, you know, insurance is something you hope you never need. Um, mm-hmm. But then if you do need it, you hope you have as much as you need, what you need, the coverage that you need and the like. And as there are many moving parts in uh, oil and gas operations, how, how should um, operators and, or, you know, clients and potential clients kind of look at their operations, look at their situation and determine, you know, what they need? Are there like standard things? I mean, I know when I, when I approached insurance, it was pretty confusing, but then it turned out to be really simple for me and for what I do. Yeah, yeah. Pricey, but simple. But I'm thinking that operations, um, onshore versus offshore, you know, just the whole domestic internet, you know, I, I just don't know what the parameters are. How, how should people, like, consider what they do and how their insurance needs um, should be addressed, I guess? That's, yeah, a, a great question. And I would say... Uh, like Peter had said earlier, it, proper insurance takes time. And that's where we come in from a consultive approach is we mm-hmm. listen to the operations that the our, our clients or potential clients will be doing. And, and our job is to really understand that the insurance policies that we're sourcing are fitting those operations. Mm-hmm. And we'll also do case studies to essentially like, like, like what if scenario. So one thing we will do sometimes is we'll look at IADC reports mm-hmm. um, of what, you know, the most recent IADC report, what happened? Um, and let's see, would our insurance respond appropriately to this IADC report? And IADC, like just for our listeners, is International Association of Drilling Contractors? Is that the one? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that, that's really important. Yeah, keep going there, Derek. So, for instance, we could, uh, if we have an oil and gas operator, a lease operator, we'll say, hey, what, what if, what if we had a blowout on your X Y Z well over here? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's say we had a, a blowout. And we had a pollution event. How is our GL pollution going to respond? How is our well control pollution going to interact with the GL policy? Um, if you had like a BHA, a really expensive directional drill bit on the bottom, rented from Schlumberger. Uh, where you had mud motors and jars and a PDC bit, uh, and you had to shear pipe, and now you've lost that bottom hole assembly. Um, is that a concern? So we have these case studies where we just kind of talk through what if events, and then we go back to the policy and we say, hey, what, well, what's going? What's what's our payout going to look like? Um, so those are methods that we we really try to engage. That's that's when we have policies, we have clients that are willing to work with us and and kind of just, just peel back the onion to see what we're doing. And it doesn't have to be quite as complicated as that. Sometimes it can be as simple as what states are you working in? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have clients that will occasionally, you know, they, they have an office in Houston, but they'll do work in Louisiana occasionally. Well, often there's an out-of-state exclusion um, on workers' comp policies. Very simple, and it's just it's not captured. Um, so the, these conversations will flush out those details that we can say, ah, well, let's make an endorsement for Louisiana on your workers' comp. Yeah. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, there's things that maybe were in a policy that really shouldn't be a concern, right? And it goes the other way as well, uh, where maybe a, a client's paying for something that they don't need to have because it's not an exposure or it's not something that they uh, feel is a high enough risk um, to have coverage on. Um, so, so those are all things, I mean, it definitely goes both ways. It's not, you know, not everyone's missing coverage necessarily. It's, it can definitely be that it's there. They might be overinsured at the same time. It, we've, we've seen it go both directions. Yeah. 
Well, that's fair. In in your personal life, you, you wonder if you've got the coverage you need, and maybe you're overinsured in one aspect and underinsured in another. And if you have kids, and you know, depending on how old they are, and you know, the, the, that whole scenario. So it's no difference, I would yeah. say, from your operations, except your wells right. may be, or your operations may be far more unruly than your children are sometimes. And so definitely <laughs> being able to um, kind of keep that all together is, is real important. Well, so when I think about insurance, I think about it as a futuristic kind of thing. So if we look into the future of oil and gas, looking future of, you know, what you do and what you can do, I mean, uh, tell us about your work in the future of oil and gas. Yeah, there, you know, there's always something interesting coming across our desk. Um, you know, we, we get to talk to so many different groups of people in this business. And, and part of that's because we're independent brokers. So, um, you know, we, we have that, that flexibility. Um, but one of the things that we're seeing is there's more conversations uh, surrounding Bitcoin mining, especially in upstream right now. Um, you know, companies like Upstream Data, they're building modular Bitcoin miners that are taking unused energy and converting it into Bitcoin, uh, which is reducing waste and emissions at the same time. Um, and it's very similar to the renewables conversations that we've had with companies that are doing carbon capture, geothermal, um, in, in a lot of respects, but with a different incentive. So the incentive for, you know, Bitcoin mining is that you're creating Bitcoin and you're reducing, you know, CO2. Um, and we're starting to see more regulations in 2024, um, you know, from the SEC, which will kind of open up uh, investor interest. It'll kind of take that that unknown of, you know, what's the regulation going to be uh, on a, from a financial investor standpoint. So you'll start seeing bigger companies, um, even some of the majors will start playing in this uh, this Bitcoin mining arena. So that's one that's kind of interesting to us. Um, and we're having a lot of conversations um, outside of our, our daily insurance work, um, because there's definitely a connection between renewables, which we can insure, uh, and the mining rigs and how Bitcoin operates. So um, definitely very interesting there. And then the second thing um, that Derek and I've kind of kept our eye on a bit is parametric insurance. Um, so upstream will always be our bread and butter, but parametric really simplifies how claims are paid. Um, so you'll take, uh, for example, if you had a flood, right? Uh, they would say in a certain area, if the flood water hit a three foot mark, it would, there'd be an automatic payout because that's an insurable event. So they don't have to get someone to come out and take pictures and, you know, do an audit of what was damaged. They just automatically pay it out. So they take all the underwriting data and they compile it and they come up with, you know, a certain level, a threshold. And when that threshold's met, the payout's made. So it really simplifies how things are done. And Derek might have some examples for well control or something like that. Yeah, help us out with that. <laughs> I understand the flood part. I'm yeah. having trouble translating yeah. it to you know, yeah. an event that's so, predictable or whatever. Exactly. So if we look at a well control or control of well policy, it's kind of the terminology works both directions. The, if there's a blowout that meets the criteria that insurers look for, the blowout, and there's damage, and there's a claim, Typically speaking, an insurance carrier will bring in a claims adjuster to survey the damage and okay. essentially put a, you know, a value on that, on the damage, mm -hmm. and then a claim will be paid out accordingly. But rather than do that now, because that's sometimes hard to get people in, uh, if there's a you know, big fire, et cetera, the road's damaged, or, or, and there's also the timely aspect that it can be challenging to get a person out there in X amount of time to survey, to get you know, money in your bank account so you can recover from the damages you just had. Well, if you have a parametric well control insurance, it's basically, it's almost like Boolean logic. It'll be 
okay, if you experience X amount of barrels influx in your well, okay, if, and then, and you have a blowout event equals payout. Mm-hmm. And that's really the end of it. And, and this is the amount of payout. And there's really, there's no other criteria around that. And it, well, I say no, there's, the, the industry is still figuring out the best way to do this, but it might be other, other inputs will be like, say, pit gain in your active pits. Like, well, if you have X amount of pit gain, well, then that equals a different amount of payout. Or if you have X amount of gas readings on the rig floor, like if you have a measured amount of H2S on the rig floor over such amount, well, that equals even more payout. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just you're taking measurable data points, and when those combine together, then they equal a payout rather than have a, a, a person come in and assess the damage and then give their opinion of a payout. And the payout that is uh, sort of automatic by checking the, the boxes is that a particular yeah. dollar value, or is there still some, you know, because not all blowouts are the same, right? Not all accidents or incidents yeah. are the same, and some are, you know, really catastrophic. It wouldn't be the same as just something that's sort of, it's serious, but I mean, it just, all it does is really interrupt operations until you get back, you know, able to get back going. So how, how, do, how do we consider that? That's... Th- a good point, and we're—it's it's still a, a new product, and I would say that that could be overcame with really like good tabletop discussions with the operators on what mm-hmm. they might expect uh, of a like basically putting value on your rig, whether it's a land rig or offshore rig, putting a, an approximation of value for cleanup costs, putting an approximation of value for your bottom hole assembly. Um, trucks you may have in the area, pipe work, um, what other you know, high value assets that may be on the rigs or uh, at the well site. And you kind of maybe aggregate those together and you kind of put a number that you think like, well, if, if we had the worst case scenario, blow out gas, rig burns down, destroys mm-hmm. everything and you know, let's say a, a one acre pad, uh, what's the value of that? And then basically make that, make that decision from a business owner's aspect of what you're able to assume for self-insured retention or what you would need covered from the insurer. And that's kind of how you do it, you know, in a personal basis, right? You say, okay, what's the cost of this insurance versus what I'm trying to protect and what's the value of it? And I mean, there's just a lot of, um, I don't know, I don't want to say soul-searching, and it is that when you're doing it personally, when it's a work, it's a business decision. So, um, you know, there are a lot of pieces that go into it, and so one size does not fit all, and so it is really about personalizing your situation and your assets and your risk and putting that all together and having insurance cover some of that risk, I guess, is that a way Mm -hmm. to, um, to kind of put it together? Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Great way to put it. That sounds like so scary for you, or risky for you, a risk. I mean, insurance companies take on the risk, right, as opposed to, um, or you know, help with the risk, as opposed to the um, operators or uh, or even personally carrying the whole risk. And so, so you sure you still wanted to be in this business? No, I'm just kidding. I, I know it's and it's a very valuable service, especially if it frees you to make decisions that you might. Um, otherwise hesitate to make in the operations because you're you're valuing the time and the money versus the outcome mm-hmm. and you don't kind of know. I mean, am I making that up? Is that kind of something that people consider? Yeah, really it's 
our goal for our clients and companies is, is we have we, our goals are aligned in that we want to keep our clients whole mm-hmm. so they can can complete their business operations and that's really the that's the impetus behind it all is is that companies are able to operate sort of without fear because there is a lot of it's you know the world or not the world the <laughs> the country that we live in is fairly litigious and so companies that are doing very like say globally beneficial uh, let's say environmentally proactive work can get caught up in a lawsuit that can take them down immediately and make it so they can't contribute um, so we feel it's important to have that economic shield so companies can operate mm-hmm. the way they need to operate um, and that's yeah that's part of where we find also like the, the value and the work we do is, is keeping companies whole through operations yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's uh, that's really important I mean it's hard to have confidence and move forward in business anyway especially you know smaller companies if you will um, but then to not know what outcome or not even have any way to address potential out- adverse outcomes um, you know this insurance is really um, an important piece I think we don't I think we take insurance for granted when we think about oil and gas operations and don't realize how complicated it can be. Um, and then earlier when you talked about the overlapping insurance and, and like that. So I guess everybody needs to have like an insurance checkup to kind of see what have you got and what are you missing in because you tend to be... And everything changes every year. I mean, it changes every year. Like, you know, we, we do reviews every year. So like if we have, just because you're a client our first year, like we're talking to... I mean, gosh, we're talking, we'll, we'll finish up a client and then six months later, we're checking in again to start the next, because it just changes, you know, there's acquisitions or something gets sold, you know, so that's, it's it definitely, it's critical to have, you know, employees come, employees yeah, go, exactly. <laughs> which states you're working in, there's just so many moving, moving variables. And yeah, that's yeah. business. I mean, that's what you want. You want to be yeah. having those changes, a positive changes, but I mean, changes yeah. none, nonetheless. And so being able to keep up with all of that. Yeah, I wonder, I have to think about that. I'm probably neat. I'm probably deep for, <laughs> for an update here. So it's been more than six months. So great, great. Well, well, tell us more about uh, your company, your work, your client scenarios. I mean, are there any sexy stories about, you know, how you save the day or if, if, unfortunately someone did didn't have or whatever and in that situation it would have been great for them to have something I don't know you know stories gosh uh, let's see um, well uh, okay I think our, and to be fair you, you probably yeah, can't I'm, tell a lot of secrets so I don't want to pull out something no, you're not supposed it's, to it's, you know that like it's hard to paint with a broad brush I guess but and and the the stories that you read um, you know, the, the events, it seems like they're in oil and gas, especially, um, it's either, you know, you don't hear about it or it's just astronomical, right? The ones you hear about are usually just terrible things that happen. Um, as far as the insurance side of it, um, you know, we don't have any clients that have, have come up against anything that is, um, that's been a concern. Um, so we're very fortunate, um, for that to be the case. Um, nothing's been put to the test that rigorously. Um, but I guess in in terms of like success, I mean, our most recent client, um, can't name names, but, um, you know, they were a a multinational company and they, you know, had, I think, gosh, six or seven different policies scattered throughout the world. And, Mm -hmm. um, just, we, we were able to, you know, help them consolidate 
everything into one global policy that just really simplifies how something would be approached if there was a need for it, right? You never want to use your insurance. It's not something you ever want to have to call, you know, anyone on and say, hey, we have this problem. But when those happen, when those things happen, uh, the last thing you want to do is say, well, I have this insurance company saying this and the other insurance company is saying this. And, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, there's fractured coverage, right? Where, you know, there's finger pointing and all that, and it just becomes messy. So um, a win for us is if we can simplify um, something, and, and that's something that we did recently, so. Yeah. 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 And uh, so I've been thinking um, of the U.S. model the whole time we've been talking. But are there things internationally? I mean, I guess I didn't even think about that. Is there an international flavor that people should uh, be thinking about if they're looking at their current operations and their needs? Yeah. Lloyd's of London is really like kind of the insurance hub um, Mm -hmm. outside the United States. And they also do a lot of insurance in the United States. Uh, I'd say, I think I heard a quote, it was like roughly 50% of Lloyd's of London's business is, is U.S., North America's mm-hmm. markets. So when we're stepping out of the U.S., uh, Lloyd's is a very uh, great asset for us. Uh, we have partners at Lloyd's and uh, we are able to reach into different countries and, and have that global reach to get local coverages um, to keep things as, as streamlined as possible. So essentially, so if... Uh, if a company has an employee in the U.S. and an employee in Singapore, well, you can send both of those employees to the same job and be covered under one global policy mm-hmm. as opposed to having you know, segmented coverages. It really it, it, it keeps those operations, uh, it, it, it reduces gaps in coverage, um, keeps things more simple for the principles that these companies are working for when you can issue one COI instead of multiple. Um, CUI is a certificate of insurance. Oh, so. Yeah, yeah, that's a new one I learned when I started Energia. So, <laughs> yeah. and Lloyd's was my savior. I tell you that it was hard to try yeah, and find yeah. insurance, even though it was small business. So, and that's, yeah. it's been a challenge for me. What BOPs used to mean blowout preventers, and now it's business owner policy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, CUIs is a certificate of insurance, where I think of a U.S. Coast Guard certificate of inspection. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, right. That's right. Coast Guard's been on and verified your vessel is fit for service. Right, right. Well, we're we're almost um, to time. Um, we have about five minutes left. Are there some things you want to share that I didn't get to ask you that you didn't get to share that you might want to make sure that people know about you know oil and gas, about insurance, about the future, about um, how things work in, in insurance uh, applications. Hi. Yeah, I mean, um, I think. I think the one thing, you know, we're, we're in the insurance business. Um, that's what we, that's what we do build in a program. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, as founders, we're aware of the importance of, of energy for our country, uh, and globally. So, you know, energy is really, um, that's, that's what we like to say is we're in the, we, we kind of, you know, we're insurance, but, but it's all about the energy for us and trying to figure out how we can make that, I guess, better solutions for everybody in that area as well. Yeah, basically, we like to help contribute to like globally affordable and environmentally sustainable energy solutions. Mm-hmm. And by having insurance packages to help from claims that would otherwise slow down a company from providing those solutions to the yeah. world, then we, our, our contributing factor to that is to basically build those financial shells and 
bring that to the world. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and we, we would love to, you know, connect with any listeners on the show, um, for insurance or otherwise. I mean, we, we just love, uh, the community really. And, um, you can find us on falconwestenergy.com. Um, and we'll put a LinkedIn. link. Yeah, we'll put links yeah. in the show notes uh, below this, yeah. the podcast so people download. Yeah. And, and uh, did I ask you about beyond oil and gas, like uh, other subsurface applications uh, where these skill sets are important, these tools are the same? You know, do you insure those arenas as well? Oh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, I'll just quickly jump in. I know it's a little short on time, but geothermal mm-hmm. uh, is a renewable. It's quite similar to drilling an oil well. They're actually much less complex. Uh, well, they think they are more complex <laughs> and deeper. <laughs> I guess, yes, you're right. There's there's certain levels of complexity there for sure. Yeah. Uh, so geothermal carbon capture sequestration. Uh, we're super excited about carbon capture with the EPA class six wells. Uh, mm-hmm. But North Dakota and Wyoming have primacy now to approve these wells. Um, Texas, Louisiana, and other states that are close to having primacy. So that's that's the state's ability to approve Class Six carbon capture wells. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, we've we've peeled back the layers there, um, and we're excited for for these uh, like non-oil and gas, but quite similar uh, operations to take place and and become economically viable. Yeah. Yeah, great, great. Well, you guys, this is just a fascinating um, aspect of oil and gas that we don't think about. It makes me nervous to think about it because I want to make sure, I want to think that everything's going to be fine and everything's going to go well and just as we want it. However, we know that's not truth and reality. So that's why we have insurance in all aspects of our life and now um, as we're looking a little bit closer, including in our business and uh, what we Mm -hmm. do, especially in the energy sector because there's an element of, you know, uh, risk, you know, real risk, and and yeah, uh, we yeah. want to be able to um, address all of that. So, well, Peter Brecht and Derek Huddleston, co-founders of Falcon West Energy Insurance, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah. Having us. yeah. Thank you, and thank everyone for joining us today. We appreciate your listening, and we appreciate Derek's and P- and Peter's um, uh, contributions to the uh, oil and gas sector through their uh, helping us deal with the risk. And we look forward to um, talking with you again next time. More next time. Thanks for listening. Join us again next week on the Oil & Gas Upstream Podcast, a production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. To learn more, go to OGGN.com.